Perhaps you're looking to become more self-sufficient so that you know where your food comes from. Perhaps you're trying to save some money. Maybe you're just looking for a more relaxed lifestyle and all the health, mental and physical benefits that come from it. Whatever it is you're looking to get out of it, it's surprising how many benefits can be derived by becoming more self-sufficient. Hello and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Episode 90, that episode 100 is just around the corner now in a couple of weeks time. So please don't forget if you wanted to get a question in for that episode, now is your chance. You can email us, you know the email address, or you can contact us via Facebook. However you'd like to get in touch, we would love to hear from you. So today we're going to be talking all about the different benefits that we can glean from this lifestyle, whatever it is you're doing and however far along the journey you might be, there really is a multitude of benefits available to us and that's what we're going to be talking about today and they're not strictly all to do with growing our own food, there's lots of other peripheral benefits that are available. So I'm really excited to talk to you today about this and it should be a nice, positive, uplifting episode. Before we get into the meat of it, um, I just had a couple of small bits of housekeeping. I wanted to share with you that if you are a mushroom hunter, then now is the season. It is really upon us. I'm hearing reports of all of the usual autumn mushrooms as well as lots of giant puffballs there's field and horse mushrooms are plenty and of course all of the woodland mushrooms all of the ballets seps penny buns things like that and chanterelles so if you are a mushroom person this is a very exciting time of year so look out for more videos from me in that regard if that's something you're interested in i recently uploaded a field mushroom video because they are everywhere at the moment i also just wanted to say you guys are amazing and every single time i've asked for help with something i've been overwhelmed by the response and i just wanted to take this opportunity to say it would be super helpful if you're enjoying the show if you enjoy this podcast the very very best way that you can help us is by sharing it with someone if you are able and willing please just share it online just mention it on your social media or wherever it is you talk online and try to share it with someone who you think might be interested in it because we're trying to build a community and we're trying to build our audience and obviously you guys are by far the best way to do that so if you are able it is massively appreciated if you're able to just share the show with someone so thank you if you're able to do that thank you so much with all that out the way let's talk about the meat of today's episode. So we're going to start with 
some benefits that may or may not be obvious. And those are the health benefits. We more and more find ourselves living in a sedentary lifestyle. And I know lots of people have been affected by lockdown and depending on how they worked before, they may or may not have increased their activity or indeed decreased it based on that. But with the lockdown now lifted pretty much, at least here in the UK, and obviously this is different depending on where you are, I certainly feel for all of my listeners in areas that are looking at increased lockdown at the moment, particularly in some parts of Australia, for example, and in the US. But being able to spend our time in such a physical way in our garden, be it by weeding or pruning or whatever it is we're doing, but by being physically active rather than whatever other hobby we may have taken up, then there's a massive, massive benefit to that, to that level of exercise. And also the mental side of it. For me personally, I know that connecting with the plants in particular, the animals as well, but for me particularly the plants, has been hugely beneficial to my mental health. So I've spent the last probably 15 years working either self-employed or actually running a business of various sizes and everything was always about the finish whatever it is we were trying to achieve it was about finishing that thing it's something that I've mentioned before and as a builder which is the industry that I work in the project has a finish point and it's always a huge rush and pressure to get to that point and then once you've reached that point you move on to the next thing and the second you move on to the next thing the pressure is back to complete it and this perpetual cycle of completing things and having pressure to do so with different time and budget restrictions is for me at least a rather unhealthy place to live mentally and the polar opposite of that is the plant side of what I do at home and the nurturing plants the growing plants the feeding the soil the thinking about where we're going to be next year because everything is so transient there is nothing that is ever finished even the plants that die that part of the bed for example, is never finished because there's always something to be done after it. And even the plants themselves, if you think if you're saving seeds, you're literally never finished. So our broad bean plants, for example, we're, we're planting the seeds, we're sowing them, we are nurturing the soil so that the beans are going to be able to get all the nutrients they need. We're taking care of the bean plant as it grows. We're checking for pests and what have you. We're harvesting it. We're enjoying that produce. At the end of the season, we're going to be saving some seeds. We're going to be chopping back the plant. We're going to be leaving the roots in the ground so that the nitrogen that's in it can go out and help to feed our other plants. The part of the plant that we've chopped back is going to go on the compost pile. That's going to rot down and become 
next year's compost. We're going to take the seeds that we've saved, that we've dried from a previous season perhaps, and we're going to re-sow them. And this cycle just carries on. There is no end. And for me, that is a beautiful thing to be involved in. And it really helps me to kind of slow down and enjoy the moment because we're not always racing for a finish we're not racing for a point which punctuates our life and says this thing has been achieved it forces us really to live in the moment and enjoy the time that we're spending without having to worry about focusing on a goal and for me that is hugely beneficial for my mental health and I hope that you guys are able to take these benefits for yourself as well. It's really easy for you to get in touch with us. You can do it either by sending an email to selfsufficientcontact at gmail.com or by using the link in the show notes to send us a voice message. You can send us a voice message just using your phone. You could also reach out to us on Facebook, where we have the Self-Sufficient Hub group and the Self-Sufficient Hub page. We're always thrilled to get your feedback, questions or suggestions for future topics on the show. Another benefit from living this type of lifestyle and becoming more self-sufficient is just the general happiness that you can derive from knowing that your time is well spent. It's phenomenal how much time I see people, I want to say wasting, but it will depend on your point of view, but certainly sinking into things that in five or ten years' time, I'm fairly confident you would look back on and, had having given the choice, would have wished you hadn't wasted that much time on activity X, whether it's spending time on social media or whatever it might be. I know that the time I'm spending is really worthwhile and it literally gives me pleasure. It gives me happiness. Not only the time I'm spending... To be out in the garden, in the sunshine or the rain or whatever it might be and to have that sense of achievement because whatever it is we do, we're going to know that every hour we've spent is a worthwhile hour and we're going to come in, put the kettle on, make ourselves a cup of coffee or whatever it is that we might enjoy and just know that that hour we spent in the garden or in the windowsill, tending our pots, whatever it might be, whatever space you've got, is time well spent because it's time that you're not going to regret. And this kind of ties into the first point I made as well about everything being transient. And because it is, it's really important to enjoy the time that you spend doing it. Now, I've said before on this show that And we'll talk about it again today that you can actually save a reasonable amount of money by doing this. But that shouldn't really be the ultimate goal. That's just yet another one of the benefits of becoming self-sufficient. If our motivation is purely financial, then we're probably better off spending our time in a job and monetizing our time that way because to monetize our time through being self-sufficient is not the easiest thing to do but to know that the time is spent worthwhile and to derive the pleasure from that time 
that for me is what it's all about. So if you don't enjoy doing it, if you don't enjoy raising chickens and feeding hens, then you probably should consider not having them. If you don't enjoy raising plants, then you should probably consider not doing it because I think most of the benefit comes from the actual act of doing it and immersing yourself in it and learning and taking part. I mean, when we first moved here, obviously we've got a huge garden and we're massively lucky and I genuinely appreciate every single day that I have in this property and I looked at the garden and to me the potential there that I could achieve just lit this fire in me and it was like having a giant playset. Imagine as a child if you were given your very first sandpit or Lego set. It was like that, but for an adult. And just the process of manipulating my surroundings is something I find hugely enjoyable and rewarding. And I hope it is the same for you guys. And this doesn't have to be done on the scale I'm doing it. It can be done on a bigger scale. It can be done on a smaller scale. But the idea is when I see a small piece of our garden and I see what it could become and how it could deliver me a yield and the ways in which I can form trellises and pots or whatever it is to achieve my goals. It's like a giant activity centre and it's one that I just gain so much joy from being in and manipulating and hopefully you all gain that same feeling from what you're doing. Another advantage of what we do of course is being master of your own destiny, not being limited to being at the whims of things like the food supply chain or big businesses and things like that, if you know that you can grow your own food and you can provide whatever it might be for your family, then that's one less way in which you're reliant on others. And that was a huge part of it for me as well. I'm sure all of us deep down have this desire to be self-reliant. And in me, it's very, very strong. And it's the desire to know that I could, for instance, go out camping in the wood with just a bag and get on just fine and stay out there for several days and come home no worse the wear, whether I ever did it or not, is almost an irrelevance. It's knowing that I've got the skills and the ability to do those things and knowing that I've got the skill and ability to feed my family for months on end, quite possibly indefinitely, without having to leave the property is a huge, huge factor for me. And it's something I gain a tremendous amount from just that knowledge. Now, I'm not saying this is what we do. And I'm not saying that we'll ever actually do it because we like eating pasta and we're not going to grow our own flour to make pasta with and things like that. We're not going to be growing the crops that you would make the flour from. At least there's no short term vision of us doing that but what I'm trying to say is just knowing that we could get by on what we have here is a huge benefit to me it's a massive part of why I do what I do and it's a huge driver for me to get better I've said before trying to become self-sufficient 
is about the journey. It's not about the destination. It's not about arriving at this point and saying, right, as of this moment forth, we are never, ever, ever going to leave the property because we don't need to. It's not about that at all. But it's about moving in that direction and that constant process, that process of learning, tinkering, trying new things and getting better. For me, that's what it's all about. And the pleasure that I derive from that is a huge benefit. You can now support the show directly. Just go to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. You can become a patron and set up to donate to the show from any amount. Pledging as little as $3 a month makes a huge difference. If that's not your thing, you can also support the show by sharing it with people you know or posting about it on social media. We really appreciate all the help that you give us. It's people like you that make this show possible. Preparedness is another big benefit, a big advantage. Now, I personally like the idea that we are completely prepared for whatever might happen. Now, if we have a power cut here at our house for several days, we're fine. I personally, like I did when I was a young child, I quite enjoy it for the first little while. Obviously, it gets a bit boring because... We don't like to be without Wi-Fi these days, none of us. And I'm not saying that I would be just as happy without electricity as with it. But making small steps to become self-sufficient means that you're also making these steps to be able to cope should there be a little problem. Now, for some people, being without electricity for several days would be a huge problem. For us, I'd like to think it would be a very small challenge. It would be mainly a case of doing without the internet because other than that, we could really get by quite comfortably, I think, without electricity. We can heat our house with our log burners. We can cook our food the same way. Obviously, there is a slight issue around food storage because we do use our freezers and our fridges quite extensively but I think we could find our way around those things by the very nature of being self-sufficient as well of course we're always very very fully stocked insofar as food so when the whole pandemic first hit and lockdown first hit and things were running out at the supermarkets we were in far better shape than most because we just didn't need to go to the supermarket we had lots and lots of food in the house and the nature of what we're doing whatever is in season at the moment you probably hear me talking when I'm talking about our vegetables. I'm really talking about how, how much we can freeze because the idea of eating it fresh is almost a given. So when things are in season, we're going to be eating fresh at the moment, fresh vegetables with almost every meal. We're going to have fresh vegetables picked straight from the garden. So the the goal at the moment, if you like, isn't to produce fresh vegetables for us to eat. It's to produce enough excess fresh vegetables for us to preserve and freeze for the rest of the year so that cycle is always the case and when we're producing our vegetables in the summer our goal is to end up with enough to get us right through till next spring of course we have some vegetables 
all year round available, but having that surplus is a big part of becoming self-sufficient and the same goes for meat so whatever meat it is we're producing whether it's a batch of hens that we're raising to be table birds or whether it's pigs that we're slaughtering we're planning on butchering enough not to just get us through this week as you might do your supermarket shop but to get us through the next six months or 12 months until the next butchering might be so the idea of only having a week or two's food in the house is preposterous to us. Not that I'm saying it should be preposterous to everyone. I'm just saying that for us, it's not something we ever need to even think about. So part of becoming self-sufficient is also being prepared, prepared for whatever might be thrown at you. So that's another benefit that you gain from having this type of outlook on life. Another one is just the actual quality of your food. Now, if you're raising your own food, then you're going to know exactly how it was grown. You're going to know what pesticides were put on it. Most likely none. You're going to know how your animals lived. You're going to know what they were fed. And you're going to know how they were butchered and slaughtered and all these things. And this quality of produce is very, very difficult to put a price on it. Now, a very stark example of this was just this evening. My family and I had some lovely corn on the cob. Now, we were eating it literally within 30 minutes of it being picked from the plant. Now, when you when you pick corn, if you've grown your own corn, you'll probably know this, but the second you pick it, literally the second you pick it, the sugar's in that produce start turning to starch and I can assure you if you pick yourself some corn on the cob and you get it in a pan that you've already put on to boil before you've picked it the flavor is just incredible and it's not even comparable to what you would buy in the store we didn't even have butter or anything on it we just had it literally as it is with absolutely nothing added and it was just an incredible thing to eat and I'm sure that there's an element of the placebo effect at work here but guess what the placebo effect is real so I'm quite comfortable to say that the same applies with tomatoes you'll know that by eating tomatoes fresh off the vine it's a completely different experience than eating them purchased from the supermarket now when we buy things from the supermarket the produce that's there is picked or selected rather, because it stays fresh looking longer. We shop with our eyes. We don't shop with our taste buds. So the experience of eating something that you have grown and you've grown it for the flavor is completely different than a variety that might have been chosen because of its ability to store for a reasonable period of time while it's being shipped around the world. So definitely just the feeling of eating your own produce uh, beyond even the flavor is just incredible and hopefully you'll have had chance to experience this already but if not you will soon I'm sure but the experience of sitting down to a plate of food for your entire family knowing that every single thing on the plate you produced is it's just undescribable the feeling of accomplishment the first time that we did that was more than I could really 
put into words and now obviously where we are a little bit down our journey where we're producing all of our own cheese all of our own ice cream we're producing fish and crayfish that we're catching ourselves we're having pork and goat meat and chicken that we're producing ourselves obviously all our own eggs then our own fresh produce soon we'll be having honey and all of these things that when you take stock it fills you with a huge sense of achievement and pride and these feelings are ones that can't be earned cheaply they are really deep feelings of accomplishment that you can't earn by simply reading a book or taking a course and there's a huge benefit to that that you simply cannot put a price on you can find self-sufficient hub content elsewhere online in lots of other places we have a youtube channel we also have our website and now there's our facebook page and facebook group links to all of these you can find in the show notes come check us out Other benefits include community. Now, personally, I'm a little bit of a hermit and so is my wife. It would be very easy for us to never really leave the house. But I've struck up relationships with people through what we're doing. We have some local businesses who we collect their spare produce to feed our animals and I've developed relationships with all these people and they really have been worthwhile. There's lots of community around what we do and if you are using an allotment for example that's just one way that communities form around the idea of producing your own food and becoming self-sufficient. I, When I very first got into this our first pigs in our garden they weren't ours we developed a relationship with someone who had pigs and I basically approached them and said look we've got this piece of land we've never kept pigs would you like to breed some of your pigs and keep them on our land and what basically happened was I took care of them they were that they were their pigs they paid for the feed they had all the costs but I cared for them and I looked after them on our land I fed them every day and everything else and in return we got to keep one of the pigs we had seven pigs there and we got to keep one for our freezer that was our payment in the deal and that was a relationship I struck up before we had any large animals of our own and it was really invaluable really to help me learn and just have a a more experienced pair of ears that would be willing to listen and help me out when I needed a bit of help when we started getting our goats and things like that so There are lots of community-based aspects to what we do and without it, I think, as I said, it would be very easy for my wife and I to really withdraw from our local community but we're we're doing the opposite in fact because we've got our little egg shop at the side of the road, everybody knows us and it's a great way of us remaining really part of the rest of the human race so there is lots to be said for that another benefit is just the gaining knowledge now 
whatever it is you're doing in life, I'm a firm believer that it's important for us to be learning. And one of the beautiful things about doing the sort of things we're doing is there is a limitless amount of knowledge to be learned. When you start delving deeper into every little thing, it's amazing how much there is to learn to get better at what we're doing. And that constant improvement in knowledge is something that is very valuable to me. Yet another benefit is a reconnection with nature, a reconnection to where our food comes from. It's so easy for us in our current societies to neglect any thought at all of where our food comes from. And it's really easy for us to kind of segregate out that part of our lives to others. And it makes it easier for some of the aberrations that take place to continue happening. It's so much better if we all as a species engage in where our food comes from because it's better for food standards, it's better for animal welfare standards, it's better for the planet. Talking about things like monocultures and intensive farming and all sorts of things, if having this reconnection to where your food comes from puts you in a much better place to understand how the world's working and your place in it and allows us also to make far better informed decisions about how we want to impact our environment. When you're also talking about the wider life that you might lead, having that reconnection with nature, it's really helped me to just enjoy it more. And whenever I'm out and about, my wife is sick to death of it, I'm sure. <laughs> but when we, even when we go driving, I'm constantly pointing out trees that I've learned that I didn't know what, I wouldn't have known what they were a couple of years ago and different weeds and wild edible plants that I see on the side of the road I, I'm sure I'm rather infuriating because I don't stop but these are just things that excite me and I've I feel like having this reconnection that I've got now with where our food comes from and coupling that with my passion for foraging and wild edibles it's just the two have gone hand in hand and they've really act as a catalyst for one another to massively increase the rate at which I'm learning and it's just something I'm hugely grateful for and I definitely definitely would count that as one of the biggest benefits for me personally that reconnection with nature and everything that that has opened up in front of me. The final benefit and I'm sure this is the primary benefit for a lot of people but it's saving money. Now when I talk about self-sufficiency, I know that a lot of the focus of this podcast is about becoming food self-sufficient, but there's more to it than that. And becoming self-sufficient is definitely about saving money. It's about becoming self-sufficient within your little cycle of energy, your little cycle of finances. And part of our self-sufficiency goals are all about reducing the cost of our living and that includes things like how you heat your house but it includes things like the number of trips you might make so that you're spending less on fuel it includes obviously growing your own food it includes 
producing things for free that you might otherwise pay for like our animal feed is a great example of that so there's definitely a cost benefit to becoming self-sufficient i think looking at it holistically in the round when you take everything on board there's so much to be gained and so little to be lost and I think the biggest way of looking at it is you have to look at the time you spend doing it as enjoyment you have to look at the time you spend doing it as a hobby as something you want to do because if you can do that if it is something you want to do then there is literally no downside and everything is just a huge benefit and that is what you call stacking functions If you find this podcast valuable, there's several ways you can support it. The easiest of which is to rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. You could also talk about it or share it wherever you post online, including your social media pages. And now you can support the podcast directly by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. See you soon. Thank you.